pretty banging. Yeah. That was pretty banging. I don't know what's Technically, that was the best one you did. That's what you said. Welcome to the A Little Off Track podcast, recorded on Cherry Street in Galesburg, Illinois, with your hosts, Eric Hansen, Ted Thievenauer, and Mandy Balser. You know him from countless local theater productions. You know him from the Orpheum Theater. And you know him from the Performing Arts Academy. But it's time to get to know Tim Holmes only the way you can when you go a little off track. Thanks for tuning in for Episode 8. The piano will be here in about five minutes. Oh, shut up. No. I thought it'd be great if Tim Holmes was here and we had a piano. We're getting a baby grand. Like, it's (laughs) coming in this window. Hold it up from the back. Yeah, they're they're going to bring it in. I would play it then. I don't play on command. I'm not a monkey. Another. (laughs) Well, I I mean. That is not why, by the way, let's clear this up. I wanted a piano because I think you're a good piano player. And I thought there might be a a moment where you went, guys, I'm going to dazzle you with my. (laughs) You have many talents. Yes. As a a composer and a a writer. But she said you're. You felt more like an accompanist. And I, that, that is, is that true? Yes. Yeah. That was, I was working up my excuse why I was not going to do this for you. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> and I had said, I'm like, I'm a accompanist. I feel way more comfortable. Do you, yeah. do you not, do you toil when you play the piano? Do you enjoy playing the piano? Do I you? do. Yeah. yeah. But by myself, not that watched. Often. And he plays with himself. <laughs> yeah. Eric, yes. Eric, he plays Let with that himself. be written. All Let right. it be pronounced. <laughs> Let that be heard. Let it be heard. No, I, I really, because that's really how I started playing piano was accompanying like junior high choir and stuff yeah and see if nobody cares when what i'm doing because some someone's singing and it doesn't matter so yeah. i can just play along i heard newsies was a phenomenal success holy the shit best. so good it was the best. so good yeah it, it went really well tim tim holmes uh, could have walked to our house to the podcast too but he drove his car like everybody else does <laughs> he could have walked i know <laughs> literally i could throw a baseball to tim's house from yeah? here and he could he could have walked. I know. It, I would have drove as well. And you know, I live yeah. like one parking lot away from work. And I <laughs> Isn't that great? Dr- and I drive a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really embarrassed. And that you know, my coworker Ross, he lived in the same building I did. He drove every day, and I mocked him. I was like, "How how in the hell can you <laughs> you know you live so close? Why do you drive?" And now I'm doing the same thing. But you may need your, need your car after work. That's that's what like, I. What if you that, have to go somewhere? Yeah. It's <laughs> so far to walk home <laughs> yeah. to get my car. I I just when I first. Started living there, I, I was walking every day and feeling proud, yeah, and sneering at Ross. And now, <laughs> but I, walking takes time, and you and I are I well, I told them the foundation of our friendship is tardiness, yes. So, yeah. like, that cuts into morning time if you have to. <laughs> when walk. I was first hired at the Orpheum, they mistakenly said to me, Well, you know, technically, the we're, we're usually here by nine, but the office doesn't really open till 10. So, whenever you want to make it, <laughs> and that was You're like 10 oh. <laughs> oh, gotcha, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I've never made it to work by nine. T- Tim Holmes is the box office manager at the Orpheum Theater. And I told uh, and oh, there's that damp phone. What is it? Wait, I'll, answer it. I'll answer it. Um, and, and I said that to Ted earlier before the podcast started, when you spilled coffee on your leg, and yes. you had to run to the bathroom. My clean leg. It was clean. <laughs> yeah. And I was so mad because I, I just cleaned it. You're like, damn it. That was my clean leg. I said, I said. <laughs> We got best friends on the show. I go, you and I aren't getting a word in. No. I go, this is no. the Mandy and Tim show. We're going to try. <laughs> to We're being be... very good right now. It's the yeah. Mandy and Tim show. 
All right, so uh, with my friend uh, Theodore. That's me. And truly, madly, Mandy, high above Cherry hey. Street. Would you say we're high above Cherry Street? No, I we're mean, definitely high I above Cherry so. Street. Tim, Tim did bring a can. <laughs> I, I how come everybody it. takes it that way when I say it? When high comes out of my mouth, how come everybody's like... It <laughs> <laughs> might be a connotation. Well, I mean, it Why? just means what I mean. Uh, All right. Um, so, Tim, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks have for having Have you been me. in this house before? Our last, this- guest, our last guest walked in and said, I didn't bring this up on the show. And he goes, I'm having deja vu. Seth Coquit. Yeah. Um, and he says, I've been here before. And he'd been I here. I bet you had. <laughs> he'd been here for before. like a party. <laughs> or did he live well, here? Well, Eric as a child? just used to have like spontaneous concerts in his living uh, room. Yes, like, he'd been here for one. Bring your shit. Let's play. <laughs> he'd been here as a your kid wife is watching such a, a band. Freaking saint. No, I cannot even Seriously, imagine no. my husband having spontaneous concerts in our house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. There's there's no level of sainthood that she doesn't reach. No, you're you're not wrong. And he's still <laughs> married. Our executive producer. Yeah. yeah, our executive producer. Yeah, there was Who's no not here today. There was no alcohol. It was low key. No alcohol. All the kids took their shoes off, and there were a lot of shoes. You're so full of <laughs> shit. No, seriously. They took their wow. shoes off. They took their shoes off. That's yeah. adorable. Yeah, it was awesome. I made popcorn like I did for you guys today. Aww. Um, nice. My wife and daughter left. There were probably 40. <laughs> yeah, the first did. one I did, yeah. there were about 40 kids here and then a full rock band in the dining room area. And then the second time we put it in the living room um, and there were another 40 people here. And Again, all, no no alcohol or anything like and that. And they all took their shoes off. And they, they all, all took, took their, their shoes, shoes off. off. I don't know. They did. It was wonderful. I There's always one person. Who's like, take my okay. shoes I didn't first. go around and check. I was in a shoe yeah. out here. <laughs> did you have a sign? Uh, wow. That's where mm. you drew the line. That's where I drew well, the line. I'm not a shoe Nazi, but... Please take your shoes off. <laughs> I don't know where I got the idea to do it, but you know, our friend John Taylor has been doing it forever. He does it on his porch. Yeah. And he does it in That's his, true. you know, John Taylor. Yeah. yeah. Bishop, Bishop Hill, Hill Commons. Hill. <gasps> yeah. Which is where I would love to live. His concerts are Cotizon House, so his wife's been letting him do it forever. Mm-hmm. The band, the artist stays for the night at the house. They make him breakfast in the morning. That's they play rad. in their living room. Or and you can wear your shoes. And you can probably wear your shoes. Unheard of. No, I've never been here, and I've never been on a podcast. Really? Never. Never. That surprises oh, me. Have so. you been yearning? Yearning. <laughs> I wish you would invite me on a podcast. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> someday. Someday. Uh, how, how far does it go back with the two of you? Uh, like three-year-olds in the in the Barbie Jeep? It feels it's like that. <laughs> Get in, Tim! It I've always a been a crazy Jeep. driver. <laughs> um, 19. I was 19, and we were doing a show at Sandberg. Yes. We were doing Lend Me a Tenor. I had auditioned, and everyone had been cast except for the character that Tim was playing. And so then this guy just walks in like he didn't have to audition. What? <laughs> this is my perspective. Okay. Yeah, right. This is how this I This is my it. narrative. <laughs> and I remember being very intimidated by Tim because he knew everyone and he was very funny and everybody thought he was very funny. And then when so he got on stage, me. he was so good, like, like crazy good. And I was like, oh, dear. So <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't know. You make it sound like we were competing in a pageant. It kind of felt that <laughs> way. Like, oh, this is Rhode Island's yeah. good. Yes. Damn. Yes. 
So, um, that's so, not quite true. That's a great story. It's not quite true. Go on. <laughs> because I did have Tim, to audition. Did, I, let's hear oh, the other, other side of the story. I did have to audition. Yeah. So I don't know what. Okay. That's a great. I'm going to tell that story from now on, though. <laughs> that I just walked into Sanford Theater. <laughs> I was like, Hello, I'm all here, here, everyone. What play are we doing? <laughs> my script. Let's what? go. Um, no, but I remember I walked in and uh, she was wearing a purple sweater. I remember this. And she was telling a story about how her cat had pooped under dad's pillow. True and story. I, as I'm walking in the building, and I hear her telling a story, and you I was like. endeared by her immediately. Uh, I was like, grossed out. I was like, wow, that's a great story. Wow. Um, She's trashy. And then, and then we slowly She's got to know trashy. each other. But I, we used to have like uh, work days. Like we had to come in and build the set and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I missed one. I went to St. Louis with some friends, and I wasn't at the work day. Mm-hmm. And I came into the rehearsal that night after the work day. Yeah. <laughs> and she, I don't, I can't remember what you said to me exactly, but it was, I felt so horrible that I'd missed the work day. Was I smarmy? Uh, you yeah. were. Yes. In bitch. fact, I had gotten like St. Louis keychains and I was like, like give to the rest of the people because I felt bad that I missed it. And because what she said was so like, oh, I didn't even give them because I didn't want to be oh, like, no. funny. I know. So Isn't that sorry. weird? And I can't remember what you said exactly because it wasn't like you told me off or anything, but it was <laughs> oh just God, enough. I was hateful. What, yeah. Was this your first performance? No, I had done one other. Well, I did stuff in high school, but I had yeah. done the fall production at Sandberg. Right? <laughs> you know how high school is. You try things. Um, but no, I, I had done the fall show at Sandberg, but Tim hadn't been in that. So then he just like shows up on the scene, like super cool and very talented. And did you feel like this the the coolest kid on, on the stage at the time when he came in? Like kind of fuck a off. little, like <laughs> now you know, we're getting to the heart. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. And then yeah, he he very That's much right. checked me. I mean, not, he didn't he didn't check me, but like his performance like kind of humbled me. Like yeah. okay, wow, thank you so much. Maybe not. Maybe I'm not all that in a bag of chips. <laughs> what year? 19. Um, uh, 2001. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sound about right You were you? in high school in 2001? No, I graduated high school in 2000. Oh, Jesus, you're young. Yeah, it was, um, yep. <laughs> it was, you know what, Y2K, everybody, mm-hmm. the world was going to end, remember? It was yes. a very tumultuous no, time. I wrote a poem I about it. it. <laughs> it just wasn't that young. But then we didn't, we didn't truly bond though until we were standing backstage during a rehearsal and somebody tripped and fell through the door yes. at our feet practically. Yes. Neither and one of you moved. You both laughed. We You're looked, like, yeah, we just tears. looked at each other and laughed hysterically, <laughs> and that's how our friendship. Uh, yeah. was oh, was that was, was that kind of the bond yeah, there? I yeah, think yeah. So. It, it opened mm-hmm. the door. Like, we've been like circling each other like two big cats, like you know, yeah. uh, apparently like, trying to get our territory, like monologuing one another, <laughs> yeah, like, doing different theater games. Yeah, like, trying to see was better. No, but then we did do a series of dinner theaters that we had to carpool together. Yes. And that was a true bonding experience. I forget. I've been to one dinner theater up in Peoria. Um, and w- do the actors have to help? Oh, with the yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yes, that's right. We have right. to like, yes. prep that shit and then yeah. come out and pour your coffee and clear your salad. And then go up yeah. on stage and act. Yep. Yeah. And try wow. not to spill ranch on your dress in the yeah. meantime. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. And thinking about not remembering your lines. 
No, this is why I got to the theater, so I would have to stop And we always had... Why, com- why combine those yeah. two things? That's awful. This It was the first paid acting gig I'd ever had, and I think, what did we make? Like, was it... 15 a show. <laughs> Wait, Three shows a weekend. Dollars? Yeah. yeah. Or like 1,500. Rubles. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, it was 15, 15 chickens. Bucks. You did yeah. it for yeah. 15 bucks. Yeah, oh, gladly. But like, uh, for a full oh, weekend, it was 45. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Whoa. And I that think we got tips, dude, didn't we? We did. Well, but if you were serving, well. you should have. Yeah, um, but yeah. if you can manage the, the Coca Cola was the always flat. Yeah. You get a yeah. tip. We had to go to the Casey's and get soda. I remember. We had that. to get two liters of soda before the shows because but the Coke was always on flat. our own accord. I think we paid for them too. I'm I don't probably remember. on my fifteen <laughs> yeah, like, Well, I made fifteen dollars last night, so I could buy two of these. Minus six dollars <laughs> in That's soda right. pop. Yeah. Wow. I suppose the best part of being part of a play is everybody else that's in it. That whole thing. It, it, maybe it, maybe it's hard. Maybe it's not the play you dreamed of doing or whatever. But uh, you get to <laughs> shut your phone yeah, off. I'm sorry. What you is it? To... Is it an alarm? I, Here, give it to me. It's off. It I'm keeps, sh- it keeps it. coming up. You have a podcast to do. I know. <laughs> it is. It's an alarm. I love that hey, I come no, here no. and like you're still on your phone, seeing if there's a better. Shit, oh, we got lives, Tim, we're but if you're not on. busy, like, yeah. come, on, come on in. Who lives close that can play piano? <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of fun. It's the crane it is about guy the people. with the piano. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe that's who it is. It was interesting, though, because the group that we worked with on stage, we were all really good together. Yeah. Um, and we did some amazing things. And backstage, we, it wasn't always so harmonious. Yeah, it was a little, it was kind of clicky and a little yeah. oh, really? catty and, back But once there. we got on stage together, it was magic and we all knew it. Mm-hmm. But like stage, clicky, how does it get clicky backstage, like clicky with like experienced actors over like. No, just personalities. Yeah. yeah it wasn't so much a talent thing. Just like any, just like any click. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. There was like a couple. So they were like always together. And then, you know, Tim and I were very close. And there was a brother and sister duo that we they were, were really good friends with. And they were <laughs> close because they were brother and sister. And then there was um, the eccentric loner who. Yeah, he, is always mad about stuff. Yeah. So it was an interesting. And then the, the guy so, who was running the lights, he was drunk. Yes. Right? Yes. He was in love with Mandy. <laughs> um, it was Jeff. Hey, Jeff, if you're listening, <laughs> I haven't forgotten about you. <laughs> I had a wig that looked kind of like Mandy's hair, and he talked to me like he thought I was Mandy at one point. <laughs> like, he, like, wished me luck in the show, Mandy. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yep. So that wasn't your first show. Go all the way back to the very first show. My very first show? That I ever did in my life. You ever ever. Did in your life. I can tell you my first theatrical experience yeah. was a talent show at Altona Grade School. Mm. Uh, my sister, my brother, and my mother were in this sketch. Do you know the song A Hole in the Bucket? There's a hole Dear in Liza? the Liza? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we did that. My brother was the husband and my sister was the wife. And I was the mother in this. <laughs> and I had one line. And at the end, it was I, Dear Liza. I said, I told you you should have married a plumber. <laughs> that was my line. <laughs> That's great. And I that has set a precedence in my life. I'm like, go in, say one line that kills, and Wait, walk who out. Would leave? Who were the family members that were in this? So my brother was playing like the husband. Yeah. And then my sister was the wife, so, Eliza. My mom was dressed as a scarecrow, playing the auto harp, accompanying us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I just sat there the whole song until the one line at the end where I said, you should have married a plumber. And did it <laughs> just like everyone went wild yes. in the crowd? Yeah. And I knew from that minute, I was like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to yeah. take over the stage. But I'm always going to just walk in and like 
say one line, right. <laughs> and walk out. It's amazing, though, those little things, how like they blossom into what we do for the rest of our lives, or oh, yeah. what we feel like. You know, mm-hmm. I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my daughter is in your performing arts academy. Aha! Uh-huh, yes, and she's in Act One. Um, it was her first year. Up until this time, she's the kind of little girl that would like hide behind my arm. Like, if we would say, Come up and say hello to Tim. She'd be like, (laughs) But she came in and uh, got into it, had such a great time. Uh, ended up playing Ruth in the oh, okay. Knees Pirates, yeah. the two big uh, mole girl. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> I remember her work. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I remember those moles. <laughs> but it like opened her up. She is this crazy little like and now all the time she's like writing screenplays. Oh, she's nice. performing for us at home. It has absolutely 100% changed her life. What oh, I, I imagine so cool. that your one line like you should have married a plumber <laughs> and for you you're like holy shit man I'm on fire now. Yeah. yeah. And for her it's the same thing. How old like, were you then? Oh Early grade school. Okay. Yeah. Wow. First grade. Yeah, Aww. yeah. First grade. But but it sounds like it, it, you were going to be on a stage somewhere anyway. Yeah. Or, or cab. I don't know what because the rest of your family is already performing. <laughs> we're right? just about yeah. to say cabaret. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. You gotta love that laugh. Tim Holmes is today's guest on episode eight of the A Little Off Track podcast. But you were going to be on something, right? Yeah, I mean, my my parents and my aunts and uncles, they'd all done plays in high school. And I, I remember them talking about that and yeah. stuff. And so I always knew. I mean, they, I didn't. I'm the only person in my family that's really like, hey, showbiz, you know, showbiz, right. if you want to call it that. Um, but there was enough interest. And my mom had all these records from Broadway musicals. And that's, you know, and I spent time in the basement, like bossing my cousins around and making them do plays and stuff. So really what I do yes. now is just like a big, big extension of that. You were directing even back then? Way back then. That's so, so great. Yeah. Tell us, yeah, a little bit about uh, the Performing Arts Academy and how all of that came about. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, first of all, I do want to say it thrills me when I hear stories like that about your daughter. Awesome. Because, um, and not to be like, I hear that all the time, but that happens a lot where, yeah. and sometimes a kid will be in the program and it'll take a while. It'll take a couple mm. of years. And I, for a while I'll be like, oh my gosh, this dud, what are we going to do? You know, <laughs> like, what's going to happen? Yeah. And then something will click and something, a key will turn and a door will open and then they, they hit, you know. And they're so into it. And I love seeing that. And Well, and we thought when we put her into it, we're like, well, yeah, this probably sorry, honey, if you're hearing this. But we're like, <laughs> you know, she's she might not dig it. But sure. we, we, you know, we, she wanted to try soccer. We played soccer. She didn't like it. She wanted to play basketball, play basketball, didn't like it. All of these things. And we're like, hey, you know, you're going to have to find what tickles you, yeah. you know, sure. what makes oh, yeah. you go. And until like you do it, you, if you don't like it at the end of the season, we'll be done with it, but sure. you try it and you try it and you try it. And so we kind of thought that this was going to be another one of those things where we introduce her to it mm-hmm. and she goes, yeah, they wanted me to talk in front of people and I didn't <laughs> yeah. want to do that, but she didn't man. Like she mm-hmm. blossomed and it was Amazing. What do you think it is about that, Tim, that you get to pretend um, the other kids? What is it? Um, Well, I know exactly. 
because uh, so many actors will talk about this, how they're really shy in public. I mean, they're really introverts. Yeah. When you're on the stage, there is a safety there. You know pretty much exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have your lines. You know exactly. I mean, that's why I do it. I mean, because I feel very safe there. I would much mm-hmm. rather be in front of like 500 people uh, at the Orpheum on stage talking to them than yeah. I would actually amongst like four <laughs> yeah. people. Oh my God, you're awful right now. You love I'm it. sweating through my shirt. No, um, <laughs> so, but the you know, last people, I mean, I feel safe with that. I mean, on the stage, I can be a character and there's nothing can stop me. That's like, I love getting out of the rehearsal when I'm an actor. In rehearsal, the director can still stop you and tell you what they think that you should do differently and stuff. So when we get to the performance time, I'm like, sweet. Jesus, yes, because yeah. now, now it's they me. can't do any. I mean, yeah. not that I want to derail the show, but I'm like, sure. I, I feel a little more freedom because I'm like, well, I, you know, no I one's going to stop rogue. me. Right. Yeah. There are no notes tonight. You're right. Exactly. No one's going to be like, wait, wait, wait. Exactly. What about, when, yes. what about when things don't go as planned on stage as live theater often? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I taught you. Oh, uh, you know, I when I think it back on all the mishaps that happen and can happen, I mean, you can't think about it as you're going on stage because you just don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you get and when you get through it, one time, um, oh gosh, it must have been letting me a tenor, I think. There's a part where I, my character is supposed to find a note, a suicide note, um, and it's very integral to the thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm on this, you know, the set. The show is going on, and I look at where the note's supposed to be on this guy laying in bed, and it's not there. It, the note has disappeared somewhere. Oh, it has shit. fallen, whatever. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Because I have to read this. No- I have a huge long, you know, part in the yeah. show where I'm reading it's this note. In his chest. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he wrote it on his arm in ink. I'll just read now. Um, and so, you know, but and, you've read it before, right? You know what it says. Yeah. So yeah. I, I memorize, and that's why, you know, oftentimes in plays, like my actors will be like, can I just write down my lines on whatever? And I'm like, no, you need to memorize them because of this, and I'll tell the story, and they'll be yeah. like, no, you know. Anyway, um, because I, I just was like, what am I going to do? And so there was a prop magazine on the on the table yeah and i was like okay if i can at least get a piece of paper out of that magazine i can use that Ooh. as a note but i have to incorporate myself like somehow grabbing that magazine having it down oh ripping a page out God. of it so then i can put it to, you know and put it there and then pick it up like oh there's a note here you know i mean oh I just, yeah you, you did it that? and i did it yeah and when you do it you're like oh my god yes you know yes, <laughs> right and when you're younger those things happen and you want it to happen again because you're like it's so amazing you know you're like can i mess something else up no no, no. yeah but yeah. <laughs> but yeah i mean and things like that happen all the time because it's fun so did you beat someone's audible. ass afterwards no like where the what, fuck yeah, is yeah, that note i had my diva mariah carey diva helmet on and i you know um actually i, I remember what happened he was because the guy's supposed to be on the bed and it's supposed to be on his chest and something happened like the I mean a wind I, I, it wasn't yeah. anyone's fault it just kind of blew away and it blew yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I, it was you know insane but you always remember those things and when you live through them and you know yeah I, so yeah I and I love that stuff now I don't tell my kids to go out and do that on purpose but but we try to prepare them like, but those are the things you remember for sure oh yeah like absolutely yeah. The Performing Absolutely. Arts Academy puts on uh, two great big performances uh, with uh, uh, students a year, uh, spring and, and winter. It was well, sort. We used to when we first started. Yeah. We had a Christmas show and a spring show, and it about killed us. <laughs> and then yeah. Now we look back, going, "What in the hell? What were we thinking?" Now we do two shows, but it's because we have a younger group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So that's Act One. So that's the younger because we found like first graders were just getting their mind blown uh, in the big mm-hmm. show. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot to ask of them. Sure. And you know having. 65 kids in one play it sounds great but it's uh, it can no, be a doesn't. lot it sounds so 
much. I mean, yeah, because you have to just find parts for everybody. So this way they can kind of get their feet wet or, you know, get into it a little bit. So they have their own show that they do a smaller kind of building them up to Mm -hmm. it. So that's one. And then our big shows in May. And that's for the the big kids. And I love I love the way that you've broken that, because one for Aurora, I think if she had come in when you were doing that, like 65 kids single show, like I think it would have intimidated her. Oh, sure. Um, she went into act one. She totally excelled. And uh, Katie was like, hey, you can move up to act two. You know, like, because at the end of act one, they say whether or not you need to come back. Like, mm-hmm. hey, we you, you might need a little bit more in this time, but you can move on. And Aurora was like, you know what? I really enjoyed act one. And I think uh, I just want to do that again. <laughs> like, for her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like, like, I, it, but you guys <laughs> offer the ability, you know, like, yeah. what do you want to do? Where do you want to feel comfortable? Yeah. And sure. I think for her, her comfort level was was this worked out really well this last Mm -hmm. one and she enjoyed it and she's like maybe i kind of want to do that again as opposed to like moving up into act two we saw newsies like um she did uh act one we came to newsies our minds were blown like newsies was (laughs) what was her part what was her part in what? In Newsies. No, she wasn't in Newsies. She wasn't in it. She was in Act 1. Act 2 was Newsies. Got Act it. Act 1 was uh, the Pirates of Penzance and the Bee's Knees. Yeah. I, I think it was something a, like that. A hybrid of. Yeah. Oh, it was basically like yeah. the Pirates of Penzance, but like in a 20s gangster style. Right. And, Cute. Um, and just being in that, but she wanted to come like support the kids that were in Act Two mm, and see sure. the show. And she saw it. And I mean, like. It was a phenomenal performance. Uh, I do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry when I say this, but oh, I, right. I, I don't. Like, What's going I, on? I don't like musicals. Uh, I just, it's, all right. I just, it's not my thing. But like Aurora wanted to see this so much, and I'm like, yeah, I want to go because sure. you're excited about it, and we went as a family, and it was. Such a great time. Oh, like, good. no part of me was sitting there going, oh, my God. This is horrible. I don't know what Newsies is. Here's my guess of what Newsies is. Is it set in, like, oh boy. Uh, the 20, oh, 20s or 30s? Yes. Okay. No. Is it, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, okay. It's not about a bunch of paper boys? Yes. yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. yes. It is 1899. Get your oh, paper. Wow. Yeah, the news boy. Read all about it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, yes. good. Yeah, it's okay. Excellent. I thought that was the 20s. No, right. well, they had them in the 20s, but right, this, this sure. particular strike happened in 1899. So this is when they took a stand. And oh, wait. So Newsy, so all the uh, newspaper guys went on strike, so they got little kids? They did. That's awesome. No, no. no. The well, kids. No. The kids were the guys, <laughs> oh, and the okay. kids went on strike. Got it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and, like, child labor laws got <laughs> overturned. Sounds like a jaded story. It sounds like a great that. children's musical, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, uh, Hey, yeah. so I really want to know, and I ask the same question this side tangent here, yeah. but like a little off track. Ooh, in the newsies, <laughs> like the kids go on strike. Yeah. 
and it didn't really pan out because not everybody was on board. And then they did their own paper. And they're fucking kids. Yeah, they're kids. <laughs> and then the kids like rallied all of these other kids like in the beef industry yeah. in the but in the show, right? Like only the newspaper kids like get satisfaction. Like what the fuck happened to all the other kids that went well, on strike with them? Apparently we didn't do our job well because <laughs> <laughs> because in the story um there's supposed to be like worker uh, you're supposed to see other like working children not just newsies yeah, yeah. but i didn't want to cost in that or do anything with that sure. so i, I only it. showed the you know but it was implied that all of the kids in the yeah you know no and, and i'm not saying your show because here's <laughs> here's the awesome thing about the show like when we were walking out we were walking across seminary street we saw you my wife and i are like hey Jim, oh, and you're yeah. like ah, ah. and <laughs> exactly so we like walked that. on and like as we're going to the car we're like okay so tonight we're gonna go home and we're gonna watch the disney show of this right oh. and so that night we watched the disney a movie newsies and then the next night we watched the broadway musical newsies, wow the movie. you went all in yeah you like, sure did wow we were like, <laughs> not it, liking musicals was it was say. inspiration you know like <laughs> yeah. we're like holy crap well i mean they were gonna do it anyway i either like want to be a part or yeah right. you know i i get shunned from the living room. <laughs> get out of and here. i wanted to be a part so like we did that but like even in the movie and even in the musical like nobody had Dresses, what the fuck happens to like the other kids? <laughs> the you know, children. like well, they, all of these kids rally. The newspaper kids get that what they want from uh, what's his ass? Uh, uh, Pulitzer. Pulitzer. Yes. It, 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 and it's just over. Well, yeah. I, yeah. see, but then yeah. I don't know why I'm justifying I mean, this. For yeah, why did you fuck up newsies, Tim? <laughs> you you see when Teddy Roosevelt showed up at the end? Do you remember this part? Yes. Uh, and he's like, "Oh, we're gonna address all of these horrible issues, oh, not okay. not just for the newsies, yeah. but for everybody." Oh. I thought that covered it, but apparently not. Um, <laughs> apparently, that didn't come across. And now people you didn't are, know that the president made decisions for everybody. No, he's so you just yeah. walked, you walked out feeling incomplete. I did, I, I did, I really did. I was like, okay, this this musical was awesome. However, I feel bad for the meat industry kids. <laughs> Maybe I'll do a sequel next year. Yeah, like, like meats. The meats. <laughs> like, we'll do, yeah. you know. The meaties. Yes. <laughs> what was happening? Well, you know. I will do this. And like the set, it'll just be like the reverse of it. And we'll see like all the Ooh. meat kids behind oh, you know, like the that. scenes. Yeah. And you'll see the newsboys like in the background just yes. doing their thing. And They're like, do you see what those news kids are doing? <laughs> Let's go over there. <laughs> And you'll see, and you'll see nobody in the audience because it's called the Meaties, and no one's coming to that shit. I think, oh, shit. I think that's what I will tell everybody at the Academy next year. Like, the I'll meaties. announce it. Like, our show yes, this year is the, yes. the, the Meaties. It's a sequel. Yay. Just gauge Blame their reaction. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Roar's dad's You're idea. You're like the people of Galesburg have spoken. They want this is what they did want. Did I just screw my daughter over? Yeah, like, sort did of. I did. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Co-owner of the Performing Arts Academy, box office manager and volunteer coordinator at Galesburg's historic Orpheum Theater, 
and director extraordinaire, Tim Holmes wears a lot of hats. Join Ted, Eric, and Mandy as we go a little off track with one of Galesburg's favorite thespians. But the thing that I think that people need to know about Tim is it's like you go to Newsies and you see this and you can imagine that this is months and months and months of corralling 65 children and orchestrating the sets and the costumes. And I mean, there's just like the, the list of details that you could not even fathom. And then the next week he goes to Rova. And he directs a show there. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you think like, okay, this man is going to go on a vacation. No. No, he doesn't. Like, so. I go to the next town. Yes. And do the next thing. Like Mary Poppins. I just fly to the next place (laughs) with my umbrella. I take a spoonful of sugar and my ass is somewhere else. Okay. It's a little more than sugar, but yeah. And you're you're choreographing for Coral Dynamics. And there are more things on the docket for the summer. I mean, it is just like a continual thing that you devote yourself to because it is. But you it's, love it. It's what I love to do. And and not to sound like, huh, but when I'm directing <laughs> these shows, that is the one thing in my life that I I have utter confidence in. Yeah. I never think, oh, I can't direct this. Sure. Or I can't. I, I mean, which sounds like I'm like, oh, I'm so great. It's not that. Yeah. It's just that I'm so... I feel so comfortable. And in the rest of the things in my life, I'm like, oh, I don't know what, you know, I'm a spaz. But for mm-hmm. some reason, doing that, I just feel so comfortable. And I think, you know, I can get this done. What you're doing is absolutely incredible. Okay. Like, like the the relationships that you're building um, is, I don't know, if you, it, it's, it's awesome to say I love what I do. Mm. But it's... It's even more so to like be able to step back from that mm-hmm. and look at the impact that it has. And I think what you're doing with these kids is phenomenal. And we talked about this last time um, where there's not just, hey, you want to be a performer. There's something for you. You Do you want to be a stage manager? Do you want to run the soundboard? Oh, yeah. Like something for everyone. And. Uh, there's this girl, Jensen, who was in Newsies. Oh, yes. And she was actually, she helped in Act One stuff. And she took my daughter, like, under her arm. <laughs> and, like, like, hey, you know, maybe if you do this, if you if you try it this way, if you say something like this. And she put makeup on her because Aurora, you know, she doesn't wear makeup. So, like, you know, she put her lipstick on her. She did this. And she she fostered in her like this um aurora lives with jensen now yeah she could (laughs) i mean it was awesome but that's the sort of shit that you're building tim you know and to me that is phenomenal like you get to do something that you love but when you can like impart that into other people to like help them pass Mm -hmm. it on to another kid because what i want to see out of all this is for Aurora to come up in it. And when she is Jensen's age, like she's Mm. helping kids in act one because it's something that she's passionate about. And you only learn that shit from people that are passionate about what they're doing. And she wants to win a Tony. (laughs) Right. And that's how you get it. Well, no, she wants to go to Rova (laughs) with a spoonful of sugar and do some shit over there, man. (laughs) It is. I mean, it is nice that I can watch all of these, you know, students, uh, you know, because I'm with them for like 10 years, practically. And it's nice to watch them grow like that. Yeah. Because you know? I remember when Jensen first started, I mean, you know, Jensen didn't want to hear a direction from anybody. So That's we locked, We locked horns a lot. We laugh about it Yay! now. Yay! Um, you know, but, it's, but it is an amazing thing. And I have to say, you know... Um, 
you know, Katie Reddington, who does the, the Act One program, I mean, she's way more integral in that stuff. I don't really touch the Act One program at all because it's like, that's that's Katie's thing. And I Shout let, out to Katie. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, because you know, getting the older people involved with that um, because I just... I, I started the, well, it was the Tuesday class when I first started. It was like the waitlist kids and the kids, you know, because we were getting so big. Um, and so I used to do a show with them and stuff. And now Katie just taking it and taking it a next, a next level. Like our a little off track logo, Josh Dixon hooked us up with his mad graphic design skills. Put him on your next project and see his work at joshuadixonart.com. Give us a little uh, history lesson of uh, performing arts as you know before you were even there. And, sure. And, and how so you... in 1992, um, Pam Fox and Rossanne Baker Priestley partnered up and yeah. they started the idea. And Rossanne was my theater, children's theater director. Two amazing people, right? Yeah. Uh, from the stage. Um, Rossanne! Exactly. And so I had Rossanne as a teacher when I was young, so that's who I, you know. Um, and so they started the whole thing. And then I came on board about a year or two after they'd started it just like choreographing the shows and I would be in them. And at that point I was like just a couple years older than the high school kids. So I was practically a student myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then it just grew and grew. And, and after a while, when they got a little older, then I started taking over the directing and the teaching of the older classes. And for a while I was teaching all of the classes, which was kind of a, it was great. I mean, I was young and I was stupid and I was like, yeah, I can do this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, and then, you know, and then Katie came on board and so it's just all kind of grown. And then about five years ago, uh, Pam and Rossanne retired and then we took over and, and then the pandemic hit like the first year we were in existence. And that was the greatest yeah. 90 Curveball. second history yeah. lesson ever. <laughs> so, but I mean, that is a, that is a beautiful example right there of something that spawned from, I want this very much. I want to do this oh, thing. Sure. Um, and how can I, Im I I'm going to say like impose my, or like impart my passion on this mm -hmm. and it's grown into something. And then that trickles down to everybody else. I'm sure. just so blown away by the program that is performing. Oh, don't awesome. impart you guys your, are doing, yeah. don't impart your passion when you're this I'm going to impart my passion <laughs> all over great. your leg. Hey, you thought we, you had a clean <laughs> leg? Can Not we, anymore. Hey, Take your shoes off. This is why we can't have clean legs. <laughs> yes, this is why. Randy's got the towel. I have my washer because I was not confident I wouldn't do it again. The thing, though, I will say about theater, and I'm sure you know this more than anyone, Tim, is that there's just a place for everyone in theater. And that oh, was sure. the thing that I found like the most comforting about it is that it's, it's a melting pot of people who just kind of find themselves together for different reasons. Maybe they do want to be backstage. Right. You, you have the people who want to do the costume stuff. You have the people who want to be in the spotlight. Um, and somehow they all just kind of fit and there's just always a place, you know, there it's never like, we have enough, right? There's oh, sure. always like another mm -hmm. seat at the table. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you talk about teamwork. I mean, it's, it's just as much a team spirit as any kind of, you know, what, are the, what about those people you do have to close the door on? We have enough. Get out. <laughs> Eric Hansen, we told you, we don't want you in the show. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Actually, Eric has done shows. Yeah. I've done shows. Ted's done shows. Has your wife done shows? Yes. Yes. I have been in shows with her. Yes. Have you? Did, does your daughter know that the, the this whole circle What of, show was that? Oh, my gosh. It was Old Prairie Players Musicals, Singing in the Rain. Julie oh, yeah. Bevenhours. Um, there was Guys and Dolls. Uh, was, and then. I, Were you with her at the time? 
so not back then. That was a yeah. long time ago. I mean, we went to high school together, but like we ran in totally different cliques yeah. in high school. Like I was stoner. She was very proper. Right. She was not yeah. having you. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. No, she would have nothing to do with me back in those days. Yeah. Um, but there was a time in Gelsberg where at the mall, the theater out there, mm. like they used to do plays. Oh, oh yes. When yes, it went we from did. movie theater to oh, that. Yeah. And I saw Julian several plays. Yeah, I sure. Several. I think a couple out there. I don't know if you were in those or I not. I wasn't. But I do know. And she, when we were talking about this today, she's like, who's going to be on the podcast? And I'm like, Tim. And she's like, oh, you guys are going to have an easy time today. <laughs> yeah. You know, enough people in the theater world, eventually they're going to get you on a stage. Yeah. Oh, eventually yeah. Eventually going to get yeah. you on a stage. Yeah. So um, it's lots of fun. But I'm glad you guys are in. How many plays, Mandy, Tim, best friends on the podcast Have today? we done together? How many have you done together? Do you know? Oh, wow. Um... You're probably better at the math than I am. I mean, more than a a bread box or less than... More than a bread box. Okay. Like 15 or... Probably. Holy shit. It's pretty great. Yeah, we're old. Yeah, I I was going to say, I don't know how that's possible because we're so young. (laughs) We do a play a week. And uh, and we've been doing it for 15 years. But how many have you done? How many plays have you done by yourself? Shit, could you even? I don't even know. I started in 1986. In 1986, really? Doing play plays. Yeah. Has there been times when you uh, were so confident in the role and you had the, you know, the, the, po- was the, the position first one that he was talking about? No, that you <laughs> where you had the position to say Mandy's going to be in this. I know that for a fact in in the 17 times you've been in plays together, like she's going to be in it. Or uh, did she always have to audition? Tim has never directed me, although we came very yes, close. When? Okay. The Sound of Music. <laughs> oh, that's a lie. That's true. Sorry. Yeah. Where you- <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Did you forget? Sorry. So there was that one time, but yes. that doesn't really count. I, I, she played the Baroness of the Sound of Music, and she was so good. And I knew I wanted her in there. Yeah. But there were two songs that the Baroness sang, and I knew Mandy would be like, no, hell no, I'm not I'm singing not a, on stage. Not Wait, you were Julie Andrews? No, she no, was. No, I was the, the Baroness. Baroness. Yeah. I, the housekeeper? Like, no, no. What's a Baroness? What's a Baroness? <laughs> She's the, the, I'm the girlfriend potential of, stepmother. Oh, yes. yes. The yes. evil one. Yes. The villainess. Yeah, okay. bitch yeah. essence for days. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you have it? Did she have the bitch essence? I see. Oh, you my could gosh. pull that off. Yes. You could totally pull that off. <laughs> and I, I mean, thank you. <laughs> I was just going to say <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I right? use my power. I cut those two songs completely so that she wouldn't have to. And I Yay! came to her and I said, I think I had this whole list of like, okay, if you do this, because I want you in this role so badly, if you do this, uh, you will only have to rehearse like a certain hours a week. And I mean, and, you and, won't have- and just disclaimer, I was trying to finish my master's degree at the time. So that's why I was such a horrific bitch to work with. Because no, normally no. I would just be like, "Yeah, I would, I would love to do that for you." But I was, I had like a certain amount of time to to finish my degree, yes. or it Your expired. Master's degree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I had to like do my final project and all this bullshit. And it was the same summer, and so I was like, "I don't know how I'm going to do it." And he's like, "No, no, no, we're, we're going to do it." Remember when we, that day we were going to finish our master's degree? <laughs> I do and remember we, that. We got stoned and went to Pearl Jam. I do remember that too. Wait, no, I sort of. Re- I remember you telling uh, me about that. Yeah. Oh man, those were the good we'll, old yeah, days. Yeah, those were the good old days. We'll finish yeah. them someday. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's a time limit on that shit. And I then you know. have to start retaking your classes. I'm not making fun of your bona fides. They're just so bigger than my no, bona fides. <laughs> Nobody ever asked. Like, I was just having this conversation with my husband the other day. Like, there's a few things you do in your life and you, like, do them thinking that people are going to give a shit. I give a shit. No, they don't, though. Like, I do. Like, I gave birth to my daughter without any drugs. And I did that because I really thought when I left the hospital, people were going to line up and be like, oh, my God. You? She's you done did it. it. She's done it. And nobody fucking asks. Nobody cares. The same with your master's degree. Like, I and I don't even tell people I have it. Nobody cares. Because as you were walking down the hospital, there was a girl having one in a car. And yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. I remember telling my sister you were going to do that. Common. And she, my sister was like, tell her that is dumb. Yes. <laughs> tell her that is dumb. That's what I say to people now. Like, don't do it because you think that anyone's going to care. Yeah. Because no. they're not. Get All the I drugs. can think of is like this YouTube video that I saw a couple weeks ago where this, this lady's sitting in like a wheelchair and she stands up and pulls her sweatpants down <laughs> and pulls a baby out. You know, it's just like, oh, here you go. I had another oh one. Oh, my God. Wow. Was, yeah, it didn't yeah. quite go down like Wait, that. Wait, that's real? That's the dark web, by the way. <laughs> yeah. What uh, YouTube what are you watching? Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, okay, it's not YouTube. We're going to take your privileges away. Stay tuned for more lively conversations with today's guest, Tim Holmes. With Eric, Ted, and Mandy, you're listening to the A Little Off Track podcast. So you did direct me, but I only did. the one time. What? Is that right? I don't know. You know just, now, well, the Christmas well, shows. Yeah, everything yeah, that I you've mean, been in, yeah. Mandy, I've directed you. No, you, not Tim, everything. Yes. Tim Holmes is our uh, guest today. On I, I have to go back. Speaking a little off track, let's derail. This is a back to it. Wait, we haven't derailed. Well, I was like, wow. This is, been on the this is the course? This is like, <laughs> okay. It's a real broad course. <laughs> this is like 22 minutes ago, but you said you wrote a poem for Y2K. I got to hear it. Wait, I don't I remember hear it. it. You, I'll bring it next you time. You didn't that? hear that part? <laughs> that poem got me into Sandberg. I got a creative writing talent grant. I went to Sandberg for free because of that fucking Because poem. of the Y2K. <laughs> and you yeah. can't remember it? You couldn't say it's a line. Long. You couldn't say a line. Line from it. No, I couldn't. I'll That's bring it next time, and that'll be my share. For That's awesome. All right. Yeah. All right. The, the Y2K poetry. poem. Can you? It's can gonna you get you in the feels. Uh, your man right now, and just be like, "Hey, can you?" Uh, you find it. It's in a yearbook in a tote somewhere. He'll never find All it. Right. Never okay. in a million years. If you read it, I'll play background. In a couple oh. of years. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'll just compose the keys something. in the background. Oh my God. <laughs> I'll call Deep it like my composer. It'll be like Y2K, but it'll be like Y W H two. Why? Why? Why, Why did get? she write that? <laughs> you know what? Maybe if we can get our shit together, maybe we can do that, and then you could put that as part oh, of this. There you go. I mean, hey, you're I can't gonna promise. have Those like three promises. weeks because Eric's a little behind right now. That's okay. That's okay. There's no hurry. There's no hurry. That'll give us time to yeah. have lunch and then do this yes. poem to music. Right. <laughs> if I can get through it without laughing. Sorry, a little off track. Right <laughs> Tim, do you, you're so immersed in in uh, um, the stage here. Do, do you take? Um, I guess drugs. Do you take? Because <laughs> <laughs> you have to. Yes. Copious. <laughs> it's that sugar. Barrels full. Take for granted what a great art scene we have in Gales. Do I take sometimes. it for granted? Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> because it is so um, great, and I and I I I, I like. I know how you could work at the Orpheum and do yeah. the things that Tim does yeah. and take that for granted. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, that's a thing we haven't even talked and about. Why you can't manage you, the box office. Why can't you get promoted, by the way? 
box office manager or didn't you own the place by now? When we had Aaron on the show, we should have scolded her about this I back then. I told you I'm only comfortable, you know, doing He's directed 70 plays and he can't get past the popcorn. <laughs> what the hell? Wow. Damn. Yeah. I, I feel well, how, so good. Now. How do you feel now, Tim? Yeah. <laughs> I feel great. You take it for granted now, Tim? I'm gonna write a poem now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We're gonna put it to music and it's going on here. Oh shit. Um, I will say it's funny because um when people come to the Orpheum and take a tour or whatever, I, I always talk about how like we don't really take it for granted, but we do kind of forget that not every um, uh, town has a theater like that. Yeah, and I also will say probably I I do kind of forget that you know the theater we do have a lot of theater here in yeah. Galesburg that not not every place has. Yeah, um, and I you know I feel and I, with the academy, you damn know, it, that's what that's why you're here, right? If it didn't, you right? Be, I mean, but it, I always say with the academy that is something that I wish I would have had when I was you know junior high high school because I didn't have anything like that. I mean, I did pray players shows and stuff, and that was nice, but mm -hmm. to have an actually dedicated thing where and you had that. One line in that one thing. I did. Yeah. See, I took that line to the top. What was that um, line, by the way? Uh, you should have married a plumber. Which I, I do have to say, I thought that my family wrote that and how clever we were. I was like, oh my God, why are we not working for whatever? And then it comes to find out it was on Sesame Street. Oh. They did that exact thing on Sesame Street. So I can't so even great. say that it was, you know, Jim Henson, he, he was a genius. Don't awesome. forget, <laughs> so far, the working title of this podcast. <laughs> I should have been a plumber. I should have married a plumber. I should have married a plumber. Married a plumber. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. What has uh, your favorite role been? I'm trying oh, to think wow. of all the things I've That's seen. That's a big you do. question. And right I there. have I have a role in mind that I was just so blown away. I wasn't in the show with you, but you weren't in it. Oh wow. Uh it was you're in town. Oh. You're in town. Yeah. yeah. I've you heard about you. So that was all about Pete? <laughs> it was. Yeah, You're it is. Yeah. You're it's, a, it's a very interesting show. It is. It's a, it's a great show. I mean, very, very Musical. funny. And, yeah. Um, and yeah, I played the villain. And actually, I do. I love playing villains. I get such joy out of it because I'm. Did you get to sing the hit song Golden Showers? <laughs> <laughs> I really wish I was a plumber now. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad you brought this up, man. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, I just remember. In town, damn it. Here's, here's the other thing that makes me sound like a real. You are in town, <laughs> no, or it really was no, you're, you're in town. It's you're in town. Oh, it's wow. It's based on the idea that you know, water was so scarce, you had to pay to pee. Like, oh, you couldn't just pee. Yeah. You had to pay to pee. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, there was, I mean, it's a great, it is a, a fantastic show. Yeah. Um, it was on Broadway. It won Tony Awards. I mean, it, it you know, That's and they, they talk about how gross mm. the title is. I mean, you know, they, like the, the audience in there, you know. Um, yeah, it's, it was great. The, the sad thing is, or I don't know, um, I, my character was like appeared a couple times in the show again, came in, sang a song, left, you know, yeah. didn't have to do a lot of work. I'm out. So I don't really know the rest of the show. I know my parts. So people will quote things from the show to me and I'm like, what's that from? And they're like, <laughs> oh, you were in it. I was like, uh, mm, nope. Not <laughs> I remember my dressing room downstairs. I had like, I mean, I had. It was just mine alone because I also did the costumes for the show. So I claimed it was the costume room. Nice. <laughs> and so here I had this huge dressing room to myself. I had like uh, a refrigerator and Christmas lights and everything. Lots of urine. Uh, all the urine. That's you right. Can ask all for. the urine you can have. Um, so yeah. Who were you in urine town? Uh, his name was Caldwell B. Cladwell. Caldwell B. Cladwell. And he was like the rich cat in town. Yeah. And, Lily Blowen was my daughter. And you sang oh. this epic number, like just this epic musical number. 
Yes. I remember sitting. I just remember sitting there. Sure. I know you so well, right? I mean, we go way back. We have we have lived together. We had a common law marriage. That's true. Yes. Um, I mean, like we have seen some shit, right? Yeah, we, we have done we sure shows. Have. We have moved apartments, and yeah. I mean, Tim's gotten me in and out of marriages. <laughs> I mean, you know, like it's all the, the things, all the things. We're yeah. a Loretta Lynn song waiting to happen. We really are. <laughs> and I just remember seeing you up there, and I was like. I was so surprised. I was so proud. I was just like, I saw this side of you that I had never got to see you being this like amazing presence on stage. And I've been on stage with you and you're always amazing, but to like sit in the audience and see it from that perspective, it's like when you know someone so well and then they do something that still surprises you and you fall in love with them all over again. Mm, wow. It was like that. Yeah. And I just, like, I'll never forget that, so. Thank she you. Yeah. literally ripped the underwear off of the guy sitting next to her and threw it. It was my husband's <laughs> underwear. Like, I'll take that. You're Thank like, you. oh, more of Brian Balzer's underwear. You guys, <laughs> wait, did you just say more? More of? That's what I said. <laughs> you know. I said what I said. <laughs> I said what I said, and I'm not taking it back. You, Fuck off, Dad. You did something <laughs> in Prairie Players. The two of, was it the last thing you guys were in together? Well, we did love letters. Not oh love letters. no, we did it. It wasn't love the, letters. The, you were Sydney, and I was. Oh, Ira. Death Trap. Oh, yeah, Death gosh. Trap was wonderful. Oh, thanks. How many times have you guys been on stage together and been doing a scene and maybe lost it or somebody? Oh. somebody saved one another. That's probably happened every time, before. Every single time. <laughs> I I have no professionalism when yeah. I'm on stage with her, and I want to be like, oh no, I can pull together, I can focus, whatever. I can't. I yeah. cannot. And that's my favorite. Oh my when lord. When I can feel him like getting a giggle. I just. Yeah, it's That's bad. Great. It is so bad because it doesn't matter. I always think, well, when the audience is there, I will not do this because, you know, I will be professional. And it doesn't matter <laughs> what's going on. We were doing a show one time where she had a prop, like a chart. She was supposed to, like, open her purse and pull out this chart and just be like, you see this chart and everything? And I can't remember what happened, but, like, I, and all I'm doing is sitting there watching her. And she opens her purse, like, you see this chart? And there is nothing in that purse. <laughs> no there chart. is no chart to be had. And I look at her, and I, you know, normally I would try to like save, and I'm like, it, it, it's yours. <laughs> I can't what wait to see what you're going to do. Now? Yeah. Like, show me what you're going to do now, Mandy, because, oh my God. Yeah. I just had to turn away because I'm like, this is yeah, not. Yeah. And I could like see his shoulders shaking. <laughs> so I knew he was like laughing convulsively. Yeah. We had moments, we, one time we were kissing and we bumped strangely. Do you remember this? It was in Monmouth. It was super hot. The theater was oh like God, a, thousand it was a thousand degrees. There was just a whole bunch of things wrong with the performance. And I don't know if we were just, I don't know, but drunk. We, we were sort of like <laughs> kiss and dip sort of, but like we stumbled a little bit and I, it just struck me enough that I was like gone the rest of the scene. I'm like laughing in her face. Uh, yeah. I'm not professional. I think my favorite story, honestly, of something that you've talked about is when you were sick and you oh, were yeah. in a play that he was in. That was Death Trap. Remember? I had oh, a fever on opening night. Oh, that's right. And yeah. you're like, you called Aaron and she's like, uh, you got to come. Yeah. I was like, I just want to make sure you want me to give this to everybody. Like, she's well, like, yeah, I what do. was Tim's, uh, he, the Dr. Broadway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dr. Broadway. Oh, I do always talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Do you and then Dr. you did get him Dr. sick because you kissed him. No, I don't know that I got you sick. I was no. worried though, because I did, I had to kiss him right on the lips first scene. And I'm like, here we go. Cause I'm still burning up yeah. here. Well, it's like Nikki Malley when she was on, yes. uh, uh, talking about, uh, going to play oh, the show of her life. 
might have been when we were yeah. talking about it. Yeah, actually. yeah. yeah. She like got, your she, performance she, self getting you through. She threw oh, up yeah. right before she went on stage and warned the band that she might, and and uh, the gods got her through it. Yeah, made yeah. it through, and then right after, back to being ill. It's amazing. Like when you go on stage, the focus that you have suddenly just takes everything away. Uh, and during Newsies, uh, one of the shows, uh, Harrison Gibb, he was throwing up all the through. I didn't. <gasps> no. I had no idea. And I saw his dad <laughs> everywhere. I was like, "Hey, your son doing great," and not knowing what happened. And then I thought, "Oh, he must think I'm the you know soulless oh, person." No. That I was like, "Oh, but yeah, he was going off and throwing up." And I was up. in the concession stand drinking <laughs> beer. I didn't see a fucking thing. <laughs> Have you ever been sick during a show? Uh, yes. Um, I had it was that one that you made him sick. (laughs) Yes. Strangely enough, the next performance after no. Um it was during our dinner theater experiences Mm. and I had this so gross. I I had a yeast infection in my throat. Oh, like thrush. And every time I would swallow, it was like swallowing glass. It was the worst. Um, ever and it, that it, sounds fucking horrible. It, it was yeah. terrible, and you don't realize how you much you can't monostat for that. Can you? No, no. <laughs> you just don't know how much you swallow yeah. until you you it have hurts. to just keep. <laughs> it's, awful. it's a hooker's motto. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> That's awful. That's awesome. I mean, awful. Yes, I mean, awful. it was. I've never heard of a yeast infection up top. I know. Yeah. It was. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. called thrush. Oh, yeah. Thrush? Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. I was so, when the doctor told me what it was, I was so grossed out. I was like, what the? That cannot be right. But yeah. but I remember, like, I would just go off. On stage, I was fine. And I went through it. And then I would step off stage and just want to die. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that happens to everybody. I mean. <laughs> everybody. Everybody, everybody, everybody wants to die. And then you just want to die a little bit. I can't. I got yeast infection in my throat. I can't. <laughs> You've had it before. Yeast infection. No. I, nobody's ever had it, Tim. <laughs> I just tell the dumbest things I'm around you, Eric. I don't know why I even talk when I'm around you. I shouldn't. I just... <laughs> it's the best. He, he has no, you that totally effect should. on people. My totally mom has said, don't talk about me. When she heard I was coming to talk to you, Aww, she's Kathleen like, don't talk about me. I love your mom so much. She's so I sweet. can't help it. Yeah, yeah. Tim Holmes is today's guest on episode eight of the A Little Off Track podcast. Talk about Tim's mom real quick. She's just the sweetest. She's like just this little lady and she's so like she's very meek and she has this very calming way about see, her. You and see him? But she's the Judd hater. Yeah. The My Judd mom. hater, yeah. Oh yeah, she's a Judd hater. That's yeah. Right. yeah. She's a Judd hater? <laughs> Judd hater. Yeah, because they didn't show <laughs> no up. No wonder she I mean it's justified. They yeah, they, I mean one of them the one of them's dead now, she should probably well, let it oh, go. The funny thing is <laughs> Okay, well, that's okay, Mama Holmes. When I was on the radio with Eric, I talked about this and how much my mom hates the Judds and, yeah. all, you know, and all these people were talking to her about it. And then when Naomi Judd died, everybody kept calling my mom or texting her being like, did you do it? <laughs> oh, my, my mom was yes, horrified. I fucking I killed her. But in the name of Knox County, I, I avenged us. Oh. Yeah. I know. Oh, no, she's fine. I think secretly she enjoyed it. But, yeah. But, like, after I talked to you about it on the radio, I texted my siblings, and I was like, I told the judge story about mom on the radio. And they're like, does she know yet? And I was like, no, no, not yet. Like, Like, I'm going into hiding. Yeah, I'm like, I'm done. So for a couple days, she didn't really know. We all knew it. There goes our interviews with uh, uh, Winona or Ashley. (laughs) Sorry. No, we're not coming on with the people who did an interview with the guy. Whose mom killed our sister? No one knows about. It's okay. You're worth it, boo. It was. It was their mother. It was their mother. Oh, sorry, mother. (laughs) Well, I mean, they all did. She looked like a sister. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love Ashley Judd. I love Winona <laughs> Judd. I don't know much about Mama. Uh, she reminds me of my stepmother a little bit. Or she did. Really? Really, yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> Moving on. You're listening to the A Little Off Track podcast. Stay tuned for more lively conversations with today's guest, Tim Holmes. I'm going to be directing South Pacific, the musical. Yes. Oh. So. You've never have tackled that? Right? I have tackled it, in fact. You have tackled 20 it. 20 years ago. As a director? As a director, wow. I directed it. Is that? Yeah. Did you direct it at the Orpheum? Mm-hmm. I saw that show. Yeah. I remember. I it's big, it. too, as I remember. Lots of folks running around uh, yes. on the high seas. Yes, lots of folks <laughs> yes. on the high seas. Yes. Yeah. And then um, when the Orpheum first opened after it had been renovated in 88, that was the first musical that was in there with South Pacific. Okay. Is that right? Um, yeah. So there's this whole like history thing and it's going to be a concert version of the show. So it's not the full production. Cause I said, I cannot do a full production right now after this, you know, new season, all this stuff I have yeah. to, but I want to do something. And so it's going to benefit the Orpheum. It's going to be, you know, uh, ticket sales and everything are going to go strictly to preserving that theater. Yeah. And we're bringing in some people, you know, some outside people and then local people. And um, we're going to have a full orchestra because South Pacific, it's its score is so gorgeous. And when it has, you have all the players, uh, it's just amazing. And, you know, we we do CD accompaniment, you know, tracks with the Academy and stuff because it's easier and it's easier for the kids. But to have a live, I mean, a full orchestra. Tim, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's going to be the first weekend of August, August 5th and 6th. So I'm starting to roll on that. And, yeah. And we haven't really talked about it yet because we... We hope know. to have the yeah. podcast out Wait, by yeah. so this is this is like a, an exclusive. This is a this little is an exclusive. exclusive. You've yes. heard it here first. Yes. See, I would love, love to like be a part of something like that. But it sounds like so much work. Well, here's the thing, Ted. <laughs> so, like so much there you work. go pitch it here's the thing um because it is a concert and because the way south pacific is set up there's like a men's court you know they haven't met couple numbers the sailors do and the women have couple. you know but there's not it's not like all the way through um so literally the rehearsals for this are going to be like super short like mm. one or two outside and then like the <laughs> week of like the orchestra's coming together oh wow and we're just doing it so what do you say That's sailor exciting uh, sailor. if you were interested ted <laughs> I have a sailor hat for you. So. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I am looking to get, you know, a bunch of people that I know that I love working with just together and, and do this. And um, we're still uh, not manipulating. We're still negotiating with people who's going to play what Mandy, you're going to be busy in August, it sounds like. <laughs> I'm not a singer, though. That's where it you're all not? falls apart. Yeah. I sang backup in a Christian rock band. <laughs> yeah. But that was a weird time. Made to worship. Jesus that was a weird time. Jesus loves you. <laughs> Yeah. What were some of the titles of the songs that you were? Do you remember the? On um, My Knees for Jesus. They were mostly just like covers. They were covers Screaming of his name. popular Christian songs. Do you remember that, that old the hymn uh, thing you used to do with hymns where you, you say the title of a hymn and then afterwards you say Between the Sheets? No. Do you know that? So uh, uh-huh. it was like Amazing Grace, Between the Sheets. The old rugged cross you know. between the sheets. And my grandma told me about this, actually. Her version, it was Under the Bed, which was apparently just as much as Between the Sheets. Apparently they did things sex weird back then. I don't oh, know. Oh, wow. But anyway, <laughs> but she, I mean, she told me that her favorite one was there's a hymn called what glorious rapture so but glorious <laughs> rapture you know is that like oh my is I that like money money where they add the the extra hey, lines hey, it sure is okay <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah okay good so you can take any hymn and you can make it dirty if you want right I think well it. i think you should so, so anyway. i only sing backup in christian rock bands i 
Don't what was do the name? Broadway. What was the name of the band? Made to Worship. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I can't get they out of this band. They were making me do it. I mean, <laughs> they recorded an album. We so. did. There yeah, is okay. a CD out there somewhere. All right. Shut up. Yeah. In your mom's car right now, probably. Probably. My mom is literally listening to it right now. All the hits. So I've got to pause this so I can listen to Mandy's podcast. With, so my mom always thought that the morning show was Eric and Tim, but Tim was going by the name Ted. Yeah. She always did. She's like, oh, I just love when Eric and Tim are doing their show. I'm like, mom, it's Ted. And she's like, no, but it's really Tim, right? So I'm like, no, it's Ted. It's a totally different guy. She's like, it sounds just like Tim. I know it's Tim. Yeah. Sorry, Ted. So my mom's going to like have her mind blown she that does. both people are I know you're all the same. Like, we're really like throwing our voices yeah, right this now. Is like, yeah. She's going back and forth. And she's still going to call you a liar. I don't know who's who. You guys sound exactly like like, I can't even tell who's who. Your mom was calling you a liar. Like, no matter what you said, she wasn't going to believe you. No. <laughs> You're like, well, I you work know, with these fuckers. I have a history. <laughs> like, she lies about a lot of stuff. That's so. great. <laughs> what is something that you've always wanted to do that, like, will happen someday? Like, uh, theatrically, you mean? Like, show-wise? Or, or your or dreams? <laughs> I don't know. You, uh, whatever you're inspired to answer. Well, you live here in Galesburg, Illinois. Uh, have you been to uh, the big cities to see big shows that you've always dreamed of? Uh, Chicago, New York. Are you going to do oh, Hamilton? Yeah. <laughs> Nebraska. I'm just imagining. <laughs> I'm imagining Hamilton with my students. Mm, no. Um did you go? Did you do Cats in the 80s? Did you do yes, whatever I, else in the 90s? Yes, you did I it in the 80s? Did. He did all of nice. it. Nice. He's yes. done all. That's great. What was in the 90s? What was what was huge in the 90s? Oh, I mean. Wicked. Yeah. Les and all those. You know, my, my cat story is that, you know, I was in sixth grade when it was hugely popular. Yeah. You know, and um, I, that's what I got for Christmas was tickets to Cats in Chicago. I was so excited. My family goes up. It's in March. We get into the theater. And I don't know if you've seen Cats, but at the very beginning of Cats, they all run in from the back and they have these like glowing flashing eyes yeah and they run through the dark theater i'm sixth grade okay i'm sitting there they're running in and i freak out (laughs) i am terrified i get under my practically under my seat i am so scared oh my god yeah sixth grade i mean they have to coax me you knew you were there to see a play yeah 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 And like the actors, well, I didn't know they, you know, in, during intermission, they'll come out and they'll they'll toy with you like oh, as yeah, cats yeah. and things. And oh. I was just, I mean, and I I and I love the show, but I was very like, Ugh, you know, bat your ass around a little bit. I mean, yeah, yeah, you have to pay extra for that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so I mean, here it was my dream to see it, and then I freak out like that. Weird. Oh. Okay, and then two years later, I. I go to New York with my church group and we're going to see cats and we're sitting up in like the mezzanine level. So I'm like, I'm safe here. This is fine. I'm (laughs) safe. The cats can't reach me. They're not up here. Well, this is in New York where the whole theater has been whatever. So by God, the fucking begin the show, this cat pops up and I'm like, Yeah. Okay. So I get a little freaked out again. Cut to two years later. Now, why I keep going back to cats? Well, I was going to say, you're glad you did it yeah, three times. Yeah. So we're at the Adler now. It's the national tour is coming through. We're at the Adler, and we are in the very front on the left hand section in the front row. There's no Certainly way. they can't get to me here. Yeah. I mean, here I'm exposed now oh. completely. My sister's sitting next to me. I'm like, I'm holding her arm the entire time, just terrified because I'm like, they're going to come out and get me. I must look so 
weird because during one of the numbers, a cat comes down, crawls what? real tentatively towards me, and what? pats me on the arm oh like, my God. it's going to be okay. Oh. <laughs> they saw me from the stage and were like, oh, this poor man. I remember you from six years <laughs> ago. That's right. Oh. You're the one. But it's because when it comes down to it, I don't like audience participation. Yes. I don't like people pulling me out of a crowd. I don't yeah. like people asking me questions in the crowd. I don't like them coming out and touching me, which is hilarious. I'll do it as an actor yeah. when I'm in control. But yeah. the idea that I just, I get so nervous. I don't like sitting on the aisle. Everybody wants aisle seats, not me. I want to be in the middle of the row where they cannot find they me. they can't get to you. And get me. Yeah. I was going to ask hilarious. you, is this why, like, all of your shows have the kids coming down Running the aisles? Yeah, yeah, Newsies did a lot of that. Now, in Newsies, we did a lot. I don't always do that trick, but in this one, it... it you know, it worked well, but well, when yeah. I was buying tickets for Newsies, I was texting Aaron, and I'm like, "So, like, um, what is the best seat? Where do I want to be? Where do I want to plant the family for this?" And she's like, "Well, I'm gonna tell you, like, they do a lot of stuff down the aisles, <laughs> so you're gonna want something close to the aisle." Yeah. So, three yeah. three times with cats, and it was horrible though. All three times. Every time. But I love the show. I love the music yeah. and I love the show. And, and people like poo-poo the show. I'm like, it's it was an amazing spectacle. I mean, the, the clever things they did with the set to make it look like the size that it would be. Mm-hmm. And the, I mean, the dancing and stuff, you know. So uh, so yeah. fast forward to uh, uh, two and a half years ago. The movie comes out. Were you excited at all? I haven't seen it. Yeah, oh, I wow. It. Yeah. Don't don't then, right? You don't want to ruin it because I hear it's I mean, horrible. I've heard a lot of bad Even things. Even the actors yeah. have said, yeah. God, I can't believe yeah. I was in that. I've, I've yeah, heard I a lot it. of bad things. So you I'm, did, Mandy. Yeah, yeah we took Brandy oh, to the theater. Right. She was a huge Taylor Swift fan. Did she still- and she's a crazy cat lady. <laughs> right. So an uh, uh, eight-year-old's not walking out going, that sucked. We no. Okay. That's not she like in it. sixth grade when yeah. they jumped out of the aisle We went to the theater where you can recline your seats and like eat nachos while you're like laid back. You know, so you were entertained. How you, bad she was be? asleep. How bad could it be? <laughs> Did you realize its badness while you were I've watching? I've never seen it? the actual production on stage, so I didn't know like how you to had no it. reference. See, oh, sure. because as much as I love to do theater, I am like the I'm the person in a group of theater people who doesn't know anything about shows. Yeah, because I just don't. I didn't have that background growing up, so anything I know is because of you know my friends have felt bad for me and they glued me <laughs> in because they're like you look like an idiot and you're making everyone look bad <laughs> uh, okay yeah she didn't know how the sound of music ended when she was in the show yeah. she I didn't had to go Wait. when we got to tech week and like the first time they did a full run through it she was like i can't believe that happened to that family that's terrible yeah. I'm, like, I'm like where have you been did you read the entire script nope. no freaking I kids sold them out i was like blown away how did he do that to them she only read through her lines and then stopped i love remember it. i was pursuing my degree wait <laughs> it's getting my masters what, <laughs> what uh what? it sounds dirty when you say it <laughs> getting your masters, get your masters. <laughs> we're all getting our masters we'll be so back hard. after this we're gonna get our masters <laughs> hey celebrating local artists featuring their talent and not taking anything too seriously on the a little off track podcast with eric hansen ted bevenauer and mandy balser what happens at the end of the sound of music what you don't know either no what the fuck happens have you seen it you've never seen it someone someone rats him out to the to the yeah the boyfriend have you never seen it really 
And they like firing squad. What happened? Well, I can't I tell mean, if he's being a dink or he's just. I can't. I know. He's I not. I'm not being a dink. You need, you need to watch the movie because it's really good. We can't. We don't want to ruin it for anybody who's no. Just, I just got it from Family Video. Don't tell me. Family Video. Family Video. Yes. <laughs> I I read that they just stopped sending the DVDs in the mail for Netflix. For yes, people who still wanted did. to do that, and you know that what? was so fun. Wasn't you know what it? I heard yes. today? No, 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 oh, no, 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 oh. no. He has to answer my question. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. The thing that he would like to do. Oh, yeah. We sidetracked that you yeah. haven't yeah. done. We, got a little we off little track. off tracked your ass. I mean, just a little. <laughs> um, you know, the one thing that I've always wanted to do is be a White House tour guide. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I really, I always thought it'd be fun to be a, a tour guide there where the, everything's so historic and you'd be like, this is Martha Washington's toothbrush cup. You know, and, like, I mean, <laughs> hilarious. Um, I always thought that'd be amazing. Uh, you know where you'd be better at that? The Country Music Hall of Fame. Uh, yes. <laughs> you'd be funny. Oh. And, by the way, today is the anniversary of when Trisha Yearwood married <gasps> not Garth, but the first one. The first guy. The what first was his guy. Name? Bobby Ryan. Shanahan. That ain't right. Good Lord. Yes. Yes, Bobby Shanahan. The lawn care specialist. <laughs> oh, Trisha. Was he a regular guy? What? Was he a regular guy? Yeah, I, he was a bass player, I think. Oh no, okay, he was a musician yeah. too. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I thought maybe guy. she married no, a plumber. No. Yeah, and it just didn't <laughs> yeah, work out. She should have married. No, she should have. Yeah. What did she end up with? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Like some of your uh, coworkers, have you uh, had a moment alone in the orphan where you've seen uh, ghosts? Oh yeah, yeah. yes, I have. Anything? Yes. Um, on the mezzanine level near the men's bathroom, whenever I'm up in that area, I always feel like somebody is watching me. Mm. Not, and it used to be kind of creepy, but now it's just like, oh, okay. Um, I have seen a woman standing on the mezzanine level in like a Gibson girl type outfit. I've seen a man <laughs> on the third floor. If she was playing a Gibson guitar, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, but it's not because she wasn't. <laughs> just a so dumb, it was just regular just story. Dumb story. Stupid ghost. On <laughs> uh, the third floor, a man kind of in like a golfing outfit. Um, oh, that is so standing. great. And it, it was. What's interesting is for a while it was happening a lot and it, it's always just like I see it and then I, you know, it doesn't last. It's not like they're, you know, or anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But I went through a period where I was kind of seeing things. My friend Tara, her house used to be a, um, yeah, shut up, everybody. Um, My acid period. <laughs> My friend Tara's house used to be a funeral parlor, and I was cat sitting and staying there one night, and I woke up with like just feeling like there were lots of people in the room just kind of standing around. And I realized that probably I was some kind of, you know, visitation or whatever is probably what it was. It was, it was really interesting. I hate when I wake up in the middle of a visitation from a hundred years ago. <laughs> I know. And it is like, fuck, I'm like, fuck, did fuck. I bring a casserole? <laughs> <laughs> did I, what? Oh, shoot. Yeah. Yeah. And then there you are, underdressed. Weird. I know. Yeah, I'm not wearing yeah. the right thing. I can't remember if I brought flowers. It's awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, no, I think I definitely think and there was somebody from the symphony uh, that was a, a medium and she said that she was feeling all kinds of things mm. and we want her to come back and do like a Ooh, real. She should do like a like a show. Now, what she said, though, I, I will not to debunk her already, but she was like, oh, there's lots of like, you know, artists here. I'm like, Is well, she like psychic Sylvia, like everyone's yeah, a Native American. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, well, that's very, very intuitive that yeah. there would be theater people here in the theater. Right? You know, right. <laughs> so. I don't know, though. Um. God, it was 25 years ago or so, but I saw a symphony and I was sitting up top and I felt the whole time like there was just someone like 
there. right behind me. That's interesting because there is the little like the daughters of the projectionist. They they claim there was like a little they girl died ghost. in a fire up there or some shit uh, like that. That that <clears throat> they would often be in the balcony like touching people. Oh, and stuff. Really? Oh, yeah. man! The whole time though, like I just kept going like this. <laughs> And my buddy's like, what's going on? I'm like, too much acid, man. Right. But no, it really felt like there was just someone right back here the whole sure. time that I was yeah. Do you know that we do this? I don't know what this is. How much of your drink did you get down, Tim? None. None. Tim down there. And so sorry. I love it when our guests bring alcohol with them. We need a little stool, though, for <laughs> yeah. them because yeah. it's not I didn't want to like I know. I know. Grab, grab it. Chug. I'm going to get a chair. Chug, yeah, Tim, chug, chug. It, Drink it up. Yeah. Tim always finishes my beer for me because I'm fucking light weight and so he'll always be that's how alcoholic. good of a friend he is you finish that? <laughs> whatever are, are you gonna are you gonna, you gonna finish that no i'm like will you please finish this for me the thing about a thing we all talk about uh, something we've read seen or uh done um of interest maybe to someone else so be thinking about that it looks like you got one already do you already have something too i've got several yeah what do you got mm-hmm. mandy we'll make you start okay so Brian and I watched Beef on Netflix. Has anyone watched it? <laughs> oh, yeah, <you> yes. <laughs> Not on the channel that you watch that other crazy shit. Right. I'm thinking of the Beef, <laughs> the <laughs> Chicago. Oh no! Yeah, Listen, you, yeah, you on are. Hulu, <laughs> on Hulu, the Beef. Uh, it's about a, a guy, the guy from Shameless, the kid from Shameless. Oh, is, is, is oh. In. I think it's no, called the that Beef with um Lip. Yeah, no, Lip. You know that's the about? bear. That's the bear. And we watched that, and that's amazing, and I recommend that. But that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is called Beef, and it has Ali Wong, the She's comedian. Yeah. She's, oh, yeah. like, the lead. And then um, she gets into it with this other guy. And the whole... The guy, the guy who played Glenn and on <gasps> The Walking it Dead. It was Glenn. Yes. It was a Glenn? Oh, it's Glenn. No way. Yep. I just realized that. That's crazy. Yeah. So anyways, they have a beef, quite literally, that like ruins both of their lives. Like, the like a cow? What? A road like rage have, incident kicks it off. A road rage incident <laughs> where she like off. flips him off and he, he like chases her and they that's, ruin some... That's the genesis landscaping. of the show. Uh, beef. Yeah. Like you have a beef with someone. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, you... You and hey, I had a beef. Yo, yeah. Get out of my way. <laughs> so hey. I'm not actually recommending the show because oh. it got no, no, no. It got weird. It so weird. like, if you want to go and do it, like you do you, but don't say I told you to because at the end you might go, why the fuck? Hey, can I tell you? But uh, stay right there. Can yeah. I tell you why my wife stopped watching and I continued? Yeah. This is why I continued. But is it a series or a movie? It's a series. Okay. The masturbation with the gun in the first episode. My wife's like, okay, I'm kind of out. <laughs> That just sounds like a good time. See, now that rubs <laughs> Ted in. What yeah. a prude. Ted's in. Ted's in. I'm in. Some people are going to be like, now I'm interested. Now I'm yeah. watching. So, it's, so he literally it's shot It's an edgy load. show. I'm like, honey, that was the weirdest thing. You should have kept watching. Nice. So good weirdest thing. Thank you. Yes. Really nice. good. Yeah. It, well, it's inter- it was interesting to me to see this comedian playing the serious role. Like, you keep thinking she's going to, like, do something funny. Ham it up. Right. And she's not. But it's like, not. But it's she's a beef. A, she's a great it's actress. <laughs> it's not ham. It's beef. Yeah. So, but anyway, so if you want to watch it, that's fine. But the, there is something that happened. There's something that's said in the show that made me stop. Like both my husband and I just were like, we stopped. We were like, back it up. <laughs> really? Because it was so poignant. And I don't know if you've gotten to this or not, but her husband is explaining to a friend why as we age, it feels like time goes faster. And he said that the first year of your life you have no point of reference for time. So like once you reach the end of that first year, our lives are marked by years. Okay. So that's 100% of your life. And in year two, 
Now that year is 50% of your life. And every year that passes, the year becomes a smaller percentage of your life. So if it's a pie, like one year is 141st the fraction, whatever percentage that is. If you live to be a hundred, it's one, one year is 1% of your mm. life. So every year that passes, that's why it feels like it goes faster and faster because it, it is over the course of time. It's taking less time to get through that year. That's great. And it like blew my head back. Yeah. That idea, because it's so true, right? Like it does feel like every year goes faster. Why? There are many great moments like that. Yeah. 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 And he just said this thing and we were both like, whoa, back it up. And it's one of those things that just stuck with me. So watch the show or don't watch the show. But I just wanted to like relay that very cool concept. Just think about like what a 95 year old though, what their year is like now. I mean, because I think the year goes by fast at this age. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know. I know it's going to be twice that. It's like, boom. But also I was thinking, you know, old, older people now, if you think about how their life was 40, 50 years ago, like things were a different pace. So I think it's harder now for older people to conceptualize like how busy we feel, you know? So it's like, I think a lot of older people feel lonely because they're, they're, people don't come to visit them as much as they'd like. And they're like, what are you doing? Like, why can't you come see me? <laughs> and meanwhile, our hair's on fire and we're like, Oh my God, I have so many things to do. And there's this, all this mm, stuff and I'm right. never going to get it done. And you know, and you're trying to do your best, but it's like life is different than it was then yeah. too. So that mm-hmm. changes. But yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. It just feels like the ball is rolling down a hill and it just goes faster and faster as we reach the end of the hill. The podcast got dark. <laughs> a little off track. Thanks no, for having me, everybody. That's all. <laughs> the, beef, the beef is wonderful. Uh, Theodore? Oh, well, I don't know how I can follow that. <laughs> Good luck to you. <laughs> no, but uh, a little bit of a plug to my brother, who it, many iterations of his life uh, now currently has for the last 25 years lived in New Orleans and always been a bartender. But the city is, like, amazing. If you guys have never been there, you got to go. But there's just so much depth to it. And um, he recently scored a gig as a bicycle tour guide. So, like, you go down there and you rent a bicycle with his company and you take a bike ride around the city. And the city's flat. So, like, you... you <laughs> Not can, just the quarter. No. New Orleans. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah everywhere wow. that you want to go. Yeah. It's kind of up to the, to the tour guide itself. Yeah. Like, where they're going to take you. But my brother loves to go to, like, little neighborhoods. Yeah. You know, and be like, oh, you know, this is where Anne Rice lives or some sure. bullshit like that. You know, but, like, a little bit off of the beaten path of where you might go. A little bit off track. Uh, a little bit off track on a bike. <laughs> yes. But uh, he's fucking knocking it out of the park, man. Like, he keeps sending these uh, screenshots, and, like, he gets these uh, five-star reviews all the time. Like, if you ever go down here and you do this, you got to look up Corey. And uh, the gist of it is is that, like, um, he'll tell you shit about the city that maybe you didn't know or you didn't think. Like, you're going to go down to the quarter, and someone's going to show you where you get the best beignets. Yeah. You know, that's kind of what you're expecting. <laughs> yeah. But like instead you're you're learning some history and he uh, challenges and encourages the people to like fact check him. You know, like when you get home, 
do a little bit of research on this. You'll mm-hmm. see that I'm not fucking blowing smoke up your ass, but also that this is really cool and you should learn more about this. And like all of the all of the reviews that I have seen for him so far just kind of go down that road. So if you are in New Orleans, uh, bike company, uh, Corey Squire, you got to look him up. He's going to give you an excellent tour. We got to take our bikes that down and go fucking so do fun. that. How awesome would that be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we, so if you're going to be a tour guide... <laughs> I gotta get a bike. Get a unicycle. Oh, my brother, man. Unicycle around the White House. Be like, Jimmy Carter, don't have shit on this. What are those things? Are they segways? Oh, yeah. That would be cool. I would say. That that seems more up your alley, too. I would say. Oh I gosh. still can't believe they all died by firing squad and sound of music. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, that's they not exactly what happened. Did you Google it? Oh God. No, he did not Google it. I'm sitting over here freaking out. <laughs> what is the boy's name? Rolf? Rolf. Yeah. Yes. Freaking Rolf traitor. Rolf does it. Rolf He's does the one it? who turns yeah. him in. Son yeah. of a bitch. Rolf, was he the one trying to uh, get a little something something from yeah, the, with... old, the oldest girl? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. From the old girl. Rolf. Yeah. Oh, girl, she was like 16. <laughs> Going on seventeen. See? Oh my oh. god! Yeah. That's right. That was her f- second movie. It was Our called good Old friend Girl. Tara. <laughs> Our very good friend Tara played that yes. role. She was twenty-seven. Was she really? You all were. That's funny. Yeah. Eaten by wolves. How's it happen? He was delicious. <laughs> Gerald Ford died today. <laughs> he was eaten by wolves. He was delicious. <laughs> That's pretty good. Tim, what's yes. your thing about the thing? What's your thing about the thing, Tim? Well, mm-hmm. last night I watched The African Queen. I had never seen it um, before last night. I'd seen part of it. You know, they actually filmed it in Africa. I mean, it was in 51 they filmed this, and it was a big deal because normally wow. you just do it on a soundstage. They'd recreate everything. But they actually, you know, Humphrey Bogart, Catherine Hepburn, they went to Africa to film on this in, like, Technicolor. It's on the river. Boat, right? Yeah, and like they yeah. have huge cameras, and just the stories of them filming um, are even more exciting than what actually happens in the movie. I think. I mean, yeah. just because mm-hmm. everybody got sick. I mean, except oh, really? Humphrey Bogart and the director John Huston, they drank nothing but whiskey. <laughs> and Catherine Hepburn later talks. She's like, you know, she's like, I was a big prude and was like, I can't believe they're just being drunk. Blah blah blah. She's like, well, I got my, you know, what's coming to me because I drank the water and I. She got so sick. Oh, there's no. a scene um, where they're having a church service. There's missionaries in Africa, and, and she's playing this organ, and you can tell like. Her face is so gone, and they said there were buckets on both sides <laughs> that she was just puking in in between Stop. scenes. Wow! And there's like there's some scenes of that in that movie that they they filmed some in England and some you know. And she's like, when they go back and forth, I'm skinny and gaunt, and then I'm you know healthy and whatever. Oh <laughs> you know, the England scenes and uh, but, but all this real footage of like these animals, and I mean, it's just. It uh, it was a and it was a great movie. So yeah, wow. and Lauren Bacall went with them. I mean, here classy Lauren Bacall. I mean Humphrey Bogart's wife. And do you think they got to do that on location? Because look at who the actors were, right? I think <clears> it was because the director helped. John Huston was like he was just that crazy, and he yeah, was like, let's go to Africa. You know, and that the yeah. fact they even paid for it uh, to do it because you know they could have done it way cheaper. Sure, probably. But I mean, uh, they uh, they had uh, interviews with you know on this DVD that I watched, and I love that stuff. And all these people on the crew, and they're like, yeah, we would be in this boat, like work on stuff, and a hippo would just like you know knock the boat <laughs> and then we all got so used to it i mean just you know this thing's happening and it was Why crazy. Why didn't they so. take any water with them? I don't. I don't know. It, it, it wasn't nowadays. They didn't have. Water and in fact, the funny back then. Well, well and the thing put is, in a barrel or something like they well, had barrels. All the scenes that were like where the actors were in the water were actually filmed in England because like it was too dangerous to have them actually in the water. Oh, so like sure. they, that should have been a big clue, right? You don't drink think. it, Catherine Hepburn. What are you doing? No, just the alligators. That's all we were thinking about. <laughs> yeah, see, it's fine. She's like, but, they could have had a barrel. 
He yeah. had a barrel of water. <laughs> barrel of monkeys, a barrel of water. And the whole boat was like in, in like different sections. So because to film on it, they couldn't like if they were a real mm, boat, they couldn't, yeah. just, you know. So it was like rafts and things and they would be able to put parts of the boat together and take them apart and film. And What's the African Incredible. Queen about? Um, I thought you said you saw it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was so high. Uh, oh, I was in Boulder, Colorado. He can tell you every detail of Jane Eyre. Well, it's Catherine Hepburn and Humphrey Bogart, and she's a nanny, and there's seven children, and they get killed by a firing squad at the Shut end. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. hilarious. It's in World War One, and, and the youngest kid rats him out. <laughs> yeah, Rolf comes Rolf. in with a hippo. And <laughs> he rides in on a hippo. <laughs> no, it's good. Uh, Humphrey Bogart's like a, a rat scallion. He's like got a, the African queen. He delivers mail and Captain oh, Hepburn's a missionary. He's the African queen. Well, his boat is. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. I was gonna say what uh, his boat. <laughs> so fabulous. Go watch it. You'll never be the same. <laughs> or don't. I don't fucking care. Right. Either way. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> don't. Uh, fuck off. What's yours? I don't actually have one. Yes, you Can do. Can I get out of it? No, a thousand percent never. I know, I'm trying to think. Let's let's hear about the time that Jane you Air? thought Sound of Music ended in a firing squad. <laughs> I sure as hell didn't. When he said that, uh, <laughs> that you read up to your part, I was like, I was thinking to myself, you know what? I don't think I've ever made it to the end of that movie either. I'm going to be honest. I I don't think I have either. <sighs> have you seen it at all? No. Even attempted it? <laughs> I have. I mean, I remember like, the, the person swirling on the top of the mountain. Because the it's technicolor, swirling. right? Yes. <laughs> Julie Andrews. <laughs> and like I, that I've seen. I've seen that I have part. a super quick story about that, which I love. You see, you know, Julie's spinning. It's a beautiful scene. When they were filming it, there was a helicopter guy going around. And a bucket oh. because she was puking. Well, <laughs> she would have to walk to the middle and then spin, and they, they'd be coming around. Well, every, there was some kind of, like, backdraft or something that the helicopter would do that once, you know, once she finished spinning, she would hit the ground, <gasps> like, really hard because of all the wind and stuff. And she kept trying to tell them, like, don't come as close as you are because it's knocking me down. And so she'd be waving at them, be like, you know, whatever. And they would just be like, thumbs up, oh, doing good. Yeah. And then they make her do it again. No. And she'd go out there and spin and then bam. And she'd like, you know, <laughs> eat mud. And she'd be cussing up a storm and everything. Oh, that's awful. Apparently, Julie Andrews swears like a sailor. Like, yeah, she yeah. Is. Mm-hmm. She's, She's fucking 16, fucking 17. <laughs> that's exactly what she really sounds like before yes. they mess with her voice. Yeah. Wait, did she? Auto-tune. The new uh, uh, Ben Affleck movie, it's called Air. It's about the uh, uh, them coming up with the idea for uh, oh, Air Jordan. Oh, did yeah. you see it? Oh, and yeah. the marketing of it, Matt it Damon's good? in it too. It takes place in 1984. It's excellent. Directed also by uh, 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 Ben. That duck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who, by the way, everything he directs is fantastic. Argo, fuck yourself. The town, Argo, yeah. fuck yourself. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Find the sound of music playing to the theater. <laughs> we'll drive. We'll go up there. All we'll right. take a caddy ride to see the sound of music. Thanks to William Colvin at Laidback Banner Studios in Galesburg for mixing and mastering the show. If your band is ready to make an album, William is ready to make it sound amazing at Laidback Manor Studios in Galesburg. I think I think this. we've loosened up on, on episode six and seven. We're going to have to have a lunch just to like unpack this. I know. Yeah. I don't know what I feel right now. <laughs> you enjoyed it. Trust us, you enjoyed it. I really did try our sound guy, thanks to uh, William Colvin over there at Laidback uh, uh, Manor Studios. Thanks, Billy. Billy! Billy! Billy!
I called him this morning about 10 o'clock and I said, I need that keyboard. And somehow it's hardwired into a system where he, he's like, it's oh. too difficult to get out. And you're so you're lucky. I was also a little worried because he was like, initially, well, Tim can play and you can sing something. And I was like, I don't <laughs> sing. Need to worship. That old Wait. black magic Does fired you, up. Have you guys sang in, in plays together before? Have we? Mm. No. No, but she yeah. could shoot you what, in a firing what squad. What do you guys yeah. what do you guys sing as best friends cuz you are best friends and don't try to What do you guys We're not. We're oh not best God, friends. No. What do you sing? <laughs> I don't know what, what you, you heard. What do you guys sing when you're together? Let's wrap up the podcast with a little uh, ditty. Like Jake, yeah. but uh, fancy. One time on a fancy. road trip, <laughs> Mandy sang all 1800 verses of fancy <laughs> gets to the you know 1801 so the very last verse and she stops i got embarrassed <laughs> if all the way through the song she gets through everything and then at the very like last chorus she's like i'm done i was like that's what? enough that's enough because the subject matter got too weird i'm show sure, but it's like 99 <laughs> bottles of beer in the wall you get to like one you're like nope <laughs> no done. Done. yeah we sing in the car we sing chicks we yeah. sing um it's been a long time since we broke i it, want tim to karaoke oh. leather and lace with me so bad uh, it's a Stevie Nicks, Don McLean song. You know it? Mm-hmm. Leather and Lace. It's a duet. Is it Stevie Nicks and who? Don McLean. The right? same guy, the guy who, who wrote American Pie. That's not who <laughs> it is. Captain. Leather and Lace? Yeah. Stevie Nicks. Have you been lying to me this whole time? Because like, I really don't want to um, move off. I didn't know Don McLean was helping her Did on we it, but, ever okay. karaoke Islands in the Stream? No, we have not. See, we call each other Kenny yeah. and Carol. Yeah. Because, well, Kenny, because of Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers. And there's this great scene where they are singing <laughs> Islands in the Stream and she fucks up and she goes, well, excuse me, Kenny. <laughs> and we just love that. So we call each other Kenny yeah. and then we call each other Carol because office uh, Christmas party. Yes. Fortune Feimster keeps tree. giving Jennifer Aniston shit about her name being Carol. Because she's like, that's just like an old name, like Carol. <laughs> and we were the only people in the theater, and we got to laughing oh so God. hard we about peed. And then we called each other Carol. It's so it's stuck. either Carol or, Carol or Kenny. And, and it's hard. Either, yeah. This whole time I've wanted to say that a million times. <laughs> and I should have just led with that, and then I could have been myself. Yeah, the whole time. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had to be somebody different. This I was going to say, so who have you been I don't for even most know. of this podcast? I don't even know. I don't even know, man. Tim Holmes. Wow. From thank you. Thanks for being here. Oh, you, thanks for having me. Are you from Watauga originally? Um, Altona. Altona. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, and then uh, you lived in Watauga for years. Watauga. I lived now, in Oneida. Finally got to Galesburg. Now I'm in Galesburg. Moving on up. City. Me and yeah. Wheezy. Yeah. Big apartment in the sky. Well, have fun. <laughs> have fun driving uh, a minute and a half home. <laughs> Go somewhere. I'm gonna start walking. Do you now. need some gas money? <laughs> <laughs> we we do oh, like to you. pay the guests yeah. gas oh, money for their time. Or no, we don't. But Eric wants to. Yeah. <laughs> Something he's trying to work into the show. <laughs> they won't let me. They no. won't let me pay anybody. All right, let's go eat some popcorn. And I got I got pumpkin snacks down there too. I, almost, I got like it's a, so seasonally I know. appropriate. No, it's yeah. not. I got snacks for like September downstairs <laughs> and coffee. Nice. All right, mm. that candle's about to be a danger. Yeah, so. there's yeah. one in the bathroom too. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank here. you all. This is great. Love you, Carol. <laughs> Yay! Love you, Carol. Love you, Carol. <laughs> all right, so who is the weather and lace? It's not Don McLean. It's not. Don Henley. Don Henley. Oh, my bad. On behalf of Mandy, Eric, Ted, and today's guest, Tim, thanks for going a little off track. Join us next time as we chat with another artist from the stage. 
actress, retired pirate, stage combat expert, and theatrical intimacy coordinator, Lily Blauen. On behalf of our hosts, Eric Hansen, Ted Bevenauer, and Mandy Balser, thanks for going a little off track.